Welcome to the Esther's Show of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development Podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is Professor Diane Welsh from Bryan School of Business and Economics at the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. She published an article entitled How Much Do Network Support and Managerial Skills Affect Women's Entrepreneurial Success? The Overlooked Role of Country Economic Development. She co-authored this paper with Orlando Illanos Contreras, Manuel Alonso dos Santos, and Eugen Kasiak. It has been published in the volume 33, issue 3 and 4 of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Teller and Francis. Diane, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me, and I'm just delighted to share my research today with my colleagues around the world, and uh, it's very exciting, and thank you for inviting me. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic, and what is the question you aim to answer with your paper? Well, I've realized that only 10% of entrepreneurship research really looks at women entrepreneurs. So I started many years ago, probably around 2010, really looking again at women entrepreneurs. It was studied uh, earlier, maybe 20 years earlier, and it was a lot of descriptive statistics. And I realized that really women entrepreneurs around the world hadn't been paid attention to or compared. So in 2012, I did the UN conference on women in Azerbaijan, and I developed, uh, gave the keynote address there. So uh, I've continually studied women entrepreneurs to find out what they need to be successful and what elements vary around the world for them to be successful. So understanding the importance of entrepreneur networks and managerial skills on women's entrepreneurial success in countries at different stages of development is vital for many reasons. First, number one, the role of women in developing new business has gained increasing attention in recent years. But as I mentioned, uh, we still lag behind most research in entrepreneurship. Number two, Social networks and managerial skills are part of entrepreneurs' human and social capital. And we have to have a better understanding of the uniqueness of strategic resources in the area of female entrepreneurship. Number three, research indicates that social and human capital influence entrepreneurial performance and success. So, confirming whether the competitive development of countries play a role in explaining the influence of these factors on women's entrepreneurial success is essential. And so we looked at context, you know, and that's why I published about 25 journal articles on women entrepreneurs and uh, two book chapters looking at women entrepreneurs around the world and comparing them with the same survey. And research has not really explored the role of women entrepreneurs' network support, which is very important. So our article is 
hopefully going to answer the question of how family support, non-family support, and entrepreneurs' managerial skills influence women's entrepreneurial success in economies at different stages of development. What are the main contributions of your paper? Well, there is a number of contributions we've made in this paper, and I want to thank the reviewers of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development for giving us positive feedback and suggestions that we incorporated. So our study examines the role of the country's economic development level to more effectively understand how resources become a source of competitive advantage, measured by the success of women, and we base that on income level of entrepreneurs in 22 countries. This study responds to the question of how family support, non-family support, and entrepreneurial managerial skills influence women's entrepreneurial success in economies at different stages of development. We found support for the idea that managerial skills are positively related to women's entrepreneurial success in countries at higher levels of competitive development. And these results really line up with some of the work of Jay Barney, 1991, on RBB. The results confirm the findings of previous research that human capital is a source of competitive advantage and positively influence the successful development of new ventures. However, what's interesting with this study, I think, is that we offer further insight into countries at lower levels of development for which we found a negative relationship between managerial skills and women's entrepreneurial success. These results lend support to the country competitiveness theory rather than RBV. They suggest that a better position in terms of managerial skill is not necessarily a source of entrepreneurial advantage when the entrepreneur's engagement is short-term, but is a source of advantage in low competitive countries when entrepreneurial activities are really a necessity. What matters is not the capability of the manager, but the degree of motivation to engage in a high level of commitment to make the venture really successful. What was your, for you, the main theoretical or methodological challenges in addressing such a question? Well, we can look at some of the limitations of it. Um, basically, uh, the number of countries is limited in our study. We have 22 countries in our study that is published in entrepreneurship and regional development. So that's pretty good. Um, however, we had only at most five countries in the factor efficiency group, which was at the lower end of the economic and political spectrum. Second, for the most part, the sample was a convenient sample gathered from surveys by women's support organizations and networks that access the Internet. The sample is diverse in terms of demographic characteristics, and women entrepreneurs without access to the Internet were less represented in the sample, as well as those in rural areas. I really think we need to get Uh, more studies that really look at women in rural areas that are in the farming sector and agriculture, because in the lower 
economic countries. This is very much uh, where their business resides. Um, the, the, the data is cross-sectional and could not be generalized basically to other countries. And let differences may exist in the economic situation in countries depending on the time of the data collection. And we gathered data on these 22 uh, countries between 2010 and 2018. And we only success, we only looked at success by income level. However, set successes we all know is determined not only by income, but other factors such as years in business, which reflects the entrepreneur's opportunity costs in the labor market. So that pretty much explains some of the challenges we had with the research methodologically. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive result? Well, I think that that's a really good question. Thank you for that, Vincent. And I think our results suggest that access to non-family financial support does not mean the same thing as high and low competitive economies. And a lot of the research done on women entrepreneurs just generalizes this, and we really haven't looked at context. And I think really the better research now is looking at context, and that's not just with women entrepreneurs. We're really studying context over the spectrum and realizing that it's not the same. You know, it depends. It, it very much depends on where you're at uh, as, as well as the point in time. Why theoretically, while financial support is likely related to formally regulated institutions in highly competitive countries, such as support refers to money lenders in low competitive countries where conditions are often disadvantaged. You know, they they don't have the, the value of the the economic situation being regulated. Um this finding explains the negative relationship between non-family support and entrepreneurial successes in these types of countries in our sample. And so really, in conclusion, both the stock of resources, the managerial skills, and the flow of resources, which is family and non-family financial and moral support, can improve or worsen the chances of women's entrepreneurial success assessed by income level, depending on the type of resources, whether they're managerial skill or social capital, as well as, you know, the family and non-family moral versus financial support that flow within the firm. According to our analysis, the way these resources interact with motivations, family and entrepreneurial priorities, and country institutional conditions can explain the differences in results in countries at different stages of competitive development. And I think, you know, just from a very practical point, if we look at COVID-19 and what's happened through the pandemic, we've lost millions of women around the world in the workforce. And even more than before, it's really brought to light the importance of policies and support systems by the government, for instance, for elder care, for child care. So women can run their businesses and stay in the workforce. And many, you know, we, we know that this is true for women that own their own business, probably even more so than women that work in a, 
corporate or small medium enterprise. But in general, we found these millions of women at in all around the world that have left the workforce that are very important in the economic development and competitiveness of countries around the world. And that's true in the United States as well as other countries. So it's really brought to light, I believe, how important these support mechanisms really are around the world and that these can't be ignored and that countries need to take action on it. When we find many times, um, Vincent, in lower economic countries as well as, as you know, middle range economic developed countries and higher range that they just put in incentives or support systems in general with not looking at gender as a factor and what, what is really needed. And um, although male entrepreneurs also have family responsibilities for child care and elder care, oftentimes uh, that because of the culture, because of the religion, that falls more on women than men. So um, that just is going to vary, of course, with the families in the family structure and the, the culture of the country and some of these factors. But we really need to be looking overall at um, support systems for entrepreneurs, period. But women entrepreneurs may need different support systems to keep those businesses going. You partially answered the next question, but what are for you the main implications for of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, uh, policymakers, or practitioners in general? Yes, um, what I said I think is very relevant. Um, government agencies dedicated to supporting entrepreneurial activity should pay attention to the importance of non-economic support to increase the probability of success of new women-owned ventures. I think we're going to see, when we see some statistics come out, which we really haven't so far, that a lot of women-owned businesses have closed because of the support systems not being there. Formal support mechanisms such as mentoring, support, coaching activities are important and are encouraged. And these don't require a lot of economic resources, but have a high payback in terms of outcomes. The development and implementation of these mechanisms in a systematic way so they're available and that we do provide financial and human support are highly valuable. It's really crucial, particularly in low economic Uh, countries of competitiveness that they can be a source of competitive business advantage plus moral support. Female entrepreneurs need to assess the advantages and disadvantages of financial, family financial support and how to ensure this work family balance. Some of my other papers have looked at that issue and found that the, the strings that tie them to financial support with their own family, um, Or sometimes not worth it. There, there's some real negative about the family interfering in the business, and I've published maybe five articles on that. Um, government mechanisms and policies should avoid agency costs of the family's influence on business activity, as I just mentioned. Um, funding support mechanisms such as child and elder care that traditionally fall on the women to provide need a permanent part of the government programs if they intend to improve women's entrepreneurial success. And uh, I just mentioned that in detail before. 
also, I think it's important that policymakers examine the level of economic development to support me- to support mechanisms. Um, these things would be things like pairing women entrepreneurs with support networks to lead to opportunities both internally and externally, which would go a long way in deve- like overall economic development for the countries. Um, mentoring matching programs, financial incentives for partners are two possibilities that might be considered uh, in this regard. Thanks a lot, Diane, for participating to our show. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-erd.com and on the main podcast platforms. And, and I am more than happy to help any researchers in this area studying women entrepreneurs around the world. I'm always looking for partners in my research to go to countries that haven't been studied yet. My email is d. D is in Diane, H is in Harry, W E L S H at U N C G dot E D U. And um, I'm also on social media on uh, Facebook, and I'm also on uh, a number of other different social media sites. And I look forward to hearing from you. And thank you very much for this opportunity. Thanks again, Diane.